planet, planet Earth's a rocket wagon train upon a journey. And what if aliens don't fight an actress named Seth Gurney? We're not a bunch of geeks who live in basements, sleep on futons, but who wouldn't stream our podcast if we're calling it Space Croutons. It's an intergalactic, robot automatic, sporadic trip around the sun. It's a totally terrific, proven scientific, freaking fantastic phaser set to fun. It's Space Crew Talk. We think. Get your space suit on. It's pink. We're triple cute. On that you can rely. And once you've tossed your salad in your flying saucer, it's valid to add Space Crew Talk for lunch. With Neil Diamond? Lucy in the sky. I love Neil Diamond. Lucy in the sky. No, not Neil Diamond. With Space Croutons. Hello, friends. Curdy Clammerwood here with the second episode of Space Croutons, coming to you live from my mobile studio in the back of an old Appalachian dental examination van I've named Van Helsing parked in an ever-changing secret location somewhere in the great wide world. As we start this podcast, I'd like to say thank you to the listeners who have sent us their stories. They are truly eye-opening tales of wonderment and awe, and I can't wait to share them with everybody. As my dad used to say, the best stories aren't in skyscrapers, they're in people's lives. So, Let's start by setting the mood with a musical word from one of our sponsors. They call themselves the Pneumonicals, and here they are with Back to Normal. I find myself driving down the road with the center line chipped away. Past the point of no return since leaving town yesterday. Can't take a left and there is no right and the road signs hide in a cold black night. And I'm thinking that... So they're headed back to normal, and we're headed back to the show. I think we should open up the phone line, see if we have any listeners who have something they want to say about my story last week. Hello, who do we have on the line? Yeah, this is Derek. Derek Hartley. Welcome to Space Croutons, Derek. Do you have some thoughts on my story about what happened in the bowling alley from the last episode? 
Matter of fact, I do. You're a liar. Well, I'm not sure it's that simple, Derek. Are you saying you don't believe my story really happened? What I'm saying is, you're a liar. Why would I lie? All I know is that I was there and what I experienced was real. I don't know how it happened, but it did happen. And that's just what a liar would say, isn't it? Okay, thanks for calling, Derek. I guess your mind's made up and you will not be swayed by reasonable discussion. Let's get to our next caller. Hello? Thanks for calling Space Croutons. Hi there, this is Renda. It's like Brenda without the B, and I want to tell you not to listen to Derek. You are not a liar. Well, thanks, Renda. So you believe my story, then? Oh, no, no, I don't. All I said is that you are not a liar. What you are is crazy. Your kayak is capsized. Your modem needs a reset. You may be trying to bake bread, but your yeast isn't activating. Do you get my drift? Well, I'm beginning to. So, Ren, you've never experienced something that you couldn't explain? Sure I have. I can't explain how The Bachelor has been on TV for as long as it has. Oh, speaking of which, I need to go. My favorite episode of Matlock is about to start. Well, thanks, Ren. Your call is appreciated. Well, let's see if anyone else wants to talk. Oh, hey, there's someone now. Hello, you're on Space Croutons. Hello, my name is Brittany. Well, thanks for calling Space Croutons, Brittany. So I'm not sure why I'm calling, but I can't think of anything else to do. Everything is really weird, and I'm hoping you can shed some light on what's going on here. Well, I can't make any promises, but weird happenings are sort of my specialty. And as my daddy used to always say, it's a poor sad dog that won't wag its own tail. So, what is so weird? Well, I'm not calling about me. Um, not exactly, but I'm calling because something strange has happened to someone I work with, Aiden. Um, let me just start from the beginning. All right. Now, please, before you begin, I need to let you know that you're calling in live to Space Croutons, and this is going out on our podcast right now. If you're okay with that, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah that's okay. Um, Aiden and I work together in a rather remote location, or um, at least until recently, this all started about maybe a week ago. Everything seemed normal, and then he just didn't show up for work one day. One day led to two, then three, and when our efforts to reach Aiden failed, uh, we contacted the sheriff's office, and my manager asked me to go through Aiden's desk to see if I could find any clues, and the only thing I was able to locate was what appeared to be a house key on a rabbit's foot keychain. Once the sheriff's office told us that there was nothing they could do unless someone filed a missing persons report, I decided to drop by his apartment after work to make sure everything was all right. So then when I arrived at his apartment, everything looked normal and I entered and I looked around and I didn't see anything out of place. And the only unusual thing was the TV. It was on. So after looking some more, I found a journal and most of the entries were typical single guy living alone away from home. Oh, I miss my mommy kind of stuff. But the last entry really caught my eye and it was dated on the last day he was in the office. Well, this is really sounding like an issue for law enforcement. But if you'll just listen to Aiden's last journal entry, I, I think you'll see why I called you. Oh, go ahead. Never let it be said that Curdy Clammerwood didn't keep an open mind. Thank you. Here it goes. Another cold night. Freaking cold. The windshield cut me in half tonight as I came home. The temperature is in the 20s. Well, negative 20s. New snow, almost couldn't find the snowmobile. 
why didn't I check out the weather before deciding to take this assignment? I won't make that mistake again. Can't wait for summer. I left work as usual at 11 p.m. local time, but being in Alaska and it being February, it seems as if it's always dark. It's great for a vampire, not so much for a guy from the eastern seaboard who just wanted to make a few bucks on something besides an offshore oil well or fishing trawler. Besides, I wanted to do that. I didn't need all the education that mom and dad paid for. They said it was critical to have an advanced degree to be happy. With mom being a physician and dad a Wall Street attorney, they only seemed to have time to be together whenever they wanted to fight. No thank you. Anyway, a PhD in astrophysics seemed a good way to get away from home. So here I am, stargazing in Alaska, eight hours a day, six days a week. The highlight of my day is an occasional meteor or a well-advertised eclipse, and I'm so glad I have the snowmobile. Well, that was as close as I could get to a motorcycle in the wintertime here, and I love the winding roads and the lack of traffic. Call me a biker wannabe because, well, I do own a leather jacket, which doubles as a flight jacket when I work as a bush pilot. Now, those are some strange customers. Most had guns, a few cameras, and a few just wanted to get away. Only had to rescue two quote-unquote city slickers so far. A small family went up to a cabin, well, not that small, mom was five foot ten, and the fresh water supply was apparently contaminated. They didn't know any better, and after a couple of days, they had a healthy case of explosive diarrhea. Now that was a fun trip back. Do I ramble like this all the time? He does, by the way, he does. So it's mm-hmm. been an interesting day. A surprise gift was left for me at the start of my shift, a small wrapped box with a nice bow, but no card. I've seen my share of gag gifts, pranks, and otherwise trailer park attempts to ridicule me, but this one is different. As I opened the box, I wondered if it might be from Brittany, a co-worker with long blonde hair that she almost always wears in a bun. Why do women do that? But no luck. Or at least she didn't hint at anything when she relieved me a few minutes ago. And I, I did not. That gift was not for me. Anyway, as I started the snowmobile, the headlamp cast a bright arc of light across the field next to the road back to town. For a moment, I thought I saw something moving on the far side of the field, but I guess my eyes must have been playing tricks on me. Besides, it's been over a month since the last Sasquatch sighting. So as I turned my attention back to the snowmobile, I wanted to make sure that the engine was heating up nicely. I adjusted my helmet and I straddled the seat, feeling the vibrations of the engine work its way up through my legs. After racing the engine a few times, I took off for home, the headlamp illuminating the road ahead, but the moon was casting a strangely eerie, bright aura over everything else. Again, I thought I saw something or someone in the distance. I took my time getting home due to the still blowing snow and when I finally saw the streetlight that identified the beginning of town, followed by the blinking stoplight or the center of town, I made a quick left turn and voila, I was home my expansive two-room apartment over the only bar in town. Again, what was I thinking? The nearby parking is non-existent. Okay, it was existent, but the two spots are almost always taken by Miss White, the elderly lady who owns the bar, and Mr. Green, a retired doctor, neither of which ever moved their trucks. It's a good thing I have a snowmobile. I pulled through the alley and I parked right next to the shutout back. As I turned the key, silencing the engine, I noticed the headlamp going dark and the day's events flashed through my brain. 
As I put the key back into my pocket, my hand brushed against the box that I'd received earlier. The gift. I still didn't understand the significance, nor if it even had one. As I trudged toward the stairs leading up to my apartment, I remember seeing a couple of beer cans on the ground, kicking them towards the truck parked in front of the bar. After I got inside, I went through my normal routines, adjusting the thermostat by the door and the delayering process. I removed each layer, it hit the floor, some thudded, some floated, some made the final destination in the corner, as many others have, and I smiled. Mom would absolutely have a fit if she saw this apartment. It's the little things. But with each article I removed, the object in the box became more and more the focus of my attention. So as I removed the small gift box from my snowsuit, I placed it on the kitchen counter next to the banana hanger. Brittany, are you still there? Yeah, I'm um, sorry. There just haven't been any bananas in this town in months. And it's just, sorry. So next to the banana hanger. It's one of the few things that reminds me of home. When I was finally down to shorts and a t-shirt, I found the remote, I watched the TV screen come to life, and I sat on the sofa, picking up the box on the way over. And that's when things got interesting. It usually takes me 30 minutes or so to unwind before hitting the shower, then on to bed. And TV seemed to be the best way to clear my mind and think about what's in the box. I opened the box as the TV blared a Jerry Springer rerun. Weren't they all? and watched as two otherwise friendly cousins duped it out, hair-pulling mostly, over a trailer park method that was probably a half-brother of one of them before picking up the lone object, a ring. But not just any ring. No, sir. Whoever found this ring outdid themselves. Somebody had given me a ring. Aiden Sebastian Snooty II received a ring. A mood ring. It had to be some kind of joke. The entire outpost is nothing but scientists. My family is so well-educated, it reeked. I don't know anyone that would trade in something like this. And yet, that's when I held the ring up to the glare of the TV. The image distorted as I looked through the glass. Then something strange happened. The ring began to glow faintly, but only from a single spot that had come to rest against the tip of my index finger. I dismissed this as a reflection from the TV. Then I tossed it back into the box and trudged to bed. The secret benefactor is still a mystery. Even as I write this, the mystery is perplexing. Tomorrow is another day. P.S. I hear a strange humming sound coming from the other room. And that's it. That's all he wrote, and we haven't heard anything else from Aiden since that night. And he hasn't called, and nobody has seen him. His snowmobile is still here where he parked it and the pile of clothes are still on the floor, just like he put in his entry. Well, I'm familiar with suddenly everyday objects beginning to glow. I think you're right. There's something strange going on and I think it has something to do with that mood ring. Did you find the ring at Aiden's place? No, I found the box, but there's no ring and no Aiden. Can you help? Well, I will certainly give it the old college try. It would be more helpful if I could see Aiden's place, meet you and his co-workers. We can make those arrangements off air, though. Thanks so much, Brittany, for your call. I'm going to put you on hold while I do the sign-off. There you are, dear listeners. More strange experiences, more mystery, and more reasons to figure out what the heck is going on. And remember, 
If you know of similar instances, or you have cited Aiden Sebastian Snooty II, please post your comments on our site. And if Brittany can get us one, we'll put a photo of Aiden there as well. Okay then, how about that for episode two of Space Croutons? A big shout out of support and appreciation for our caller Brittany. Really glad you called in. If any of you other listeners have any ideas that might help Brittany, or me for that matter, please reach out to us right here. And if you have something else you want to share, we want to hear that too. This is Curtie Clammerwood signing off. Thanks for listening, everybody, and remember to keep peace in your heart until our next story time. It's an intergalactic robot automatic moon dust sporadic trip around the sun. It's a totally terrific, proven scientific, freaking fantastic phaser set to fun. It's Space Crouton. We think. Get your space suit on. It's pink. We're triple cute. On that you can rely. And once you've tossed your salad in your flying saucer, it's valid to add Space Crouton for lunch. With Neil Diamond? Lucy in the sky. I love Neil Diamond. Lucy in the sky. No, not Neil Diamond. With Space Croutons. Space Croutons is a work of original fiction. Similarities to persons, situations, or events, real or fictional, is coincidental and unintentional. Created and written by Jerry, Jace, John, Della, and Jeff Goodson. Episode 2 story by John. Original music and production by Jeff. Featuring the voice talents of Brittany and Jeff. Entire work copyright 2020 by Jeff, John, Jerry, Della, and Jace Goodson. This has been a Good Witch audio production.